0: You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at The River. Father, I thank you so much tonight, Lord, for your spirit and your power. I'm asking, Lord, that you'd reveal to us, Father, the things in Scripture so that we will not be ripped off from the devil. And I pray, Father, tonight that you'd minister to our hearts, our minds, that you'd bring people to Christ. Father, as we talk tonight about the authority of the believer, I want to, I, I just, I, 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 we need an awakening in this area, Lord, so that we would be bold and we would be strong in you. And Father, I thank you for wanting to be saved and set free in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and be seated, everybody. I'm going to be ministering to you tonight on the authority of the believer. And what's unique about this particular topic is it actually explains why sometimes things happen to us that shouldn't happen to us that keep happening to us when you don't have a revelation of the authority of the believer what happens is there's a lot of things in your life that you put up with that you don't need to put up with you don't need to put up with poverty you don't need to put up with lack you don't need to put up with oppression and disease when you know that you have authority in him can you say amen And so I want to look at it tonight scripturally and then I'm going to show you some things where people as a whole in America have given way to. And we have authority. We don't have to give way to these things. That if we don't stop it, we're going to lose many of our freedoms that we have. But let's start with the word here. I want you to look with me over to Luke chapter 10 verse 19, a very familiar verse. But I want to break it down a little bit to you if I can and notice what it says Jesus talking to about his disciples and he says this behold I give you the authority to trample on serpents scorpions over all the power of the enemy nothing shall by any means hurt you now what I want you to notice from the text is serpents and scorpions are relative to evil spirits satanic powers whatever it may be and he says here that he's given them all authority now many Christians will read that and go well that was just for the apostles not for us personally but if you look up in two verses above that it talks about he spoke this to 70 of his disciples so it's not just the apostles it's anybody that was a follower of Christ he spoke this to them can you say amen? Amen. it's similar to what Jesus said in John chapter 1 verse 12 He said that as many as received him, talking about Jesus, he gave them power to become the children of God. The word power there is ekklesia, and what it means is delegated authority. In other words, Jesus said as many as received him, he gave them authority to become the children of God. This is very very important because authority is delegated and that authority gives us power over the enemy that authority gives us power to have dominion in this life and a lot of people are too passive in their faith and the devil's kind of brought out this doctrine of passiveness if it's God's will it'll happen or whatever and we're not using our authority and because we're not authority we're going being impressed by evil spirits and satanic plans and purposes we have authority over disease we have authority over demonic oppression we have authority over addiction we have authority over those things and you have to believe that to release it but if you think well if it's just you know if it's God's will it'll just automatically happen you will end up being oppressed I want to show you a verse in Psalm 72 verse 7 put it on the screen if you would whenever you have authority you have dominion look what it says it says in his days the righteous shall flourish and the abundance of peace until the moon is no more he shall have dominion also from sea to sea from the rivers to the ends of the earth he's talking about man and he's saying here that this dominion which comes from our authority will be here as long as we're on earth can you say amen God created man and put him under a position of dominion But the problem with a lot of us is we have been deceived into thinking that we're not under the place of dominion. Let let me let me build on this, because this is really powerful. Jesus is not coming back for a church that is defeated. He's not. Peter said you can hasten his return the only way Jesus is going to come back is if the church rises up in its authority and starts ruling and reigning the way God called us to do it because all the promises that need to be fulfilled are going to take the authority of the believer to obtain them like for instance the Bible says that the latter glory of the church will be greater than the former and it goes on and says that the wealth of the nations will come into the church that won't happen if the church doesn't rise up and recognize its authority Acts chapter 3 says this it says that heaven must receive Jesus until the restoration of all things happens in other words Jesus cannot come back until the church starts to conquer say amen church I'm preaching the truth here G- and, and what I said in Acts 3 uh, Peter preached his first sermon he said this he said he saw the Lord say to his Lord catch this he said I saw the Lord say to, to, uh, to, to, to my Lord sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies my footstool that don't sound like a defeated church. It sounds like one that's going to have victory. It sounds like one that's going to get a breakthrough. It sounds like one that's going to overcome the things that are trying to oppress us in our life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Somebody's getting it. Praise God. Are you listening to me? And so this is the authority that God has placed in the church. But if we think well if it's God's will to just happen you are going to have things happen to you that were never God's will in the first place things that he really never ever wanted to allow in your life but because you didn't use your authority they happened in your life in the church today in America it's just laying down It's just laying down. Whatever the devil throws out, well, whatever, praise the Lord. We got to rise up and stand up for what God has called us to do. We are called to do the work of the ministry. We are called to, to preach the gospel. We are not called to cow down, To oh, hallelujah, to give way to this cancel culture that we're in. God wants us to stand up and preach tell the truth say it the way it is not get a view that isn't from God and, and grab hold of it and the reason why this is happening is because the church has been being conformed to the world for so long now that it's easy for them to give way to it but we need to be conformed to the word not to the world to see that blessing I want to just say this and, and this is really powerful satan was an archangel he was a he was heaven's song leader if i could say that he doesn't have the anointing that he had as an anointed cherubim it's gone he had it in the Garden of Eden, but after iniquity was found in him, and you can find this in Ezekiel, uh, he was created perfect until iniquity is found in him. And as soon as that happened, God took the anointing off him. He is absolutely powerless. Yeah. Did you hear me? Absol- the only power he has is what we give him. All of his power comes in us people. There's more power power oh, let me show you this verse put up in Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 having wiped away the handwriting requirements uh, that was against us which is contrary to us and having taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross telling my Jesus here removing the, the law that condemned us having disarmed the principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphant over them say disarmed Say disarmed with me. Disarmed. Satan has no power outside of the power we give him. He is a spirit being that has been de-anointed. He has no anointing. And what he does is he deceives people because there's still authority given to man and a woman and This is why, to give you an example, how drastic this is. You remember when the legion of demons was in that guy, and Jesus uh, said uh, uh, was going to cast the demons out, and the demon said, "Please, if you're going to do this, send us into the swine. Why? There's more authority in the swine than Satan has. The authority lies within his creation, God's creation." And Satan can't do anything unless he uses someone in a body to do it. That's why Satan personally couldn't appear to you and put a curse on you. Can't do it. He would have to speak through a medium, a witch, a warlock. He couldn't do it personally because he has no... Power? Are you following me? The only power he has is when he deceives someone and then, and then operates through their authority on this earth. Jesus completely disarmed this guy. He, come on, church. We are victorious. But you've got to understand that revelation, and, and that's why uh, Satan can't speak to you unless he speaks through a medium or a psychic. He's got to use some human uh, person to get the authority to work through him so the authority that he operates in is through people people here that's why he loves to hang out around the White House say amen (laughs) anytime he can get a a leader to be deceived he'll use them in a tremendous way but a lot of people they're just scared of the devil and all this but he really has been defeated but a lot of Christians don't always know the authority that we have in him he needs a body to make this thing work in fact let me just say this Lucifer was created by God a perfect angel Satan was created by us when Adam sinned in the garden in other words it was iniquity that man transgressed that brought Satan into what we think of him now But when God first created him, and you'll find this in Ezekiel 28, 15, he was created perfect. Amen. So what we need to do is rise up and begin to move in the direction that God wants. Now let me say it to you this way. Satan never would ever dare to have a a frontal attack with God. He would never directly go after God God would completely annihilate him so here's what he did he came up with a plan to hold you hostage so that God wouldn't destroy you because he loves you so Satan works through people because God has so much love for his creation of man he doesn't want to destroy him and so even though you got the drug ad you got the guy that's promoting immorality and all that stuff and pornography god still loves that person and satan knows that and uses those people to do his will and his bidding on this earth to oppress us but praise god jesus christ is inside of us and god can save the sinner and drive out the stronghold. it's really exciting because when you think about it in america today well there's actually uh, in America I believe there is uh, 3.8 million people or 308 million people in America, uh, in America today and Christians th- that people that confess Christ I think is somewhere around 2.8 something like that we have a majority of people in America that declare Jesus as Lord if the church would wake up in its authority we could change America in a week but we need the revelation as long as people's eyes are blinded they won't be able to see it they won't be able to step into it to the measure that God wants them to have and they'll literally miss out on the blessing that God has for you now here's one of the keys that I'm going to tell you about this tonight when you think about faith Think about faith that acts on it. A lot of people, they got this pathfest perspective. And they say, Well, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Your faith will not justify you before God unless there's an action. But, Pastor, we're not saved by works. I didn't say the works of the law, I said faith has an action. To give you an example, when Abraham was justified by God he was in his tent and God said I want you to get out of the tent and I want you to look at the stars and count them so what did Abraham do? he got up walked outside the tent looked at the stars and started counting the stars and God said that's, that's your descendants and because he believed God he was justified before God but notice there was an action well, pastor, I didn't do anything to get saved. All I, you know, all I did is confess Jesus as Lord. No, you got off your butt in the church service. You got up in front of everybody, and you walked down that aisle to make a decision for Jesus, and you didn't care what anyone thought. There was an action. Your faith will never save you without an action. It won't save you. It won't save you remember Jesus told the woman with the blood issue he says what would she have done if she would have sat in her house and said this if I just touch the hem of his garment I shall be healed if I just touch the hem of his garment I shall be well if I just touch the hem and never left the house her faith had to act on it. she had to step out of the house go into the street say amen go through the crowd press through the crowd and touch Jesus before her faith saved her the same thing is true with the man that uh, was born blind. Jesus said, go wash in the pool of shalom. If he hadn't got up, or if he had went to a different pool and washed, he never would have come out seeing. He had his faith had to act on what he's doing. We need more action in America. We need to act on what we believe and start holding back but actually acting on what we believe so that God can move in our lives in a supernatural, powerful way because if we don't, here's what's going to happen. We're going to end up allowing things in our lives that God doesn't want us to allow. Did you know that in Colorado something happened that was very, very disturbing. In Colorado, because Christians would not vote or they wouldn't vote right, there were three people put into office that were Democrats. There was a House Democrat and there was a Senate Democrat and then there was a Governor Democrat. Within one month, you know what they did? In one month, they put out a bill and this bill was a new sex education thing for the school districts that we're dealing with up here right now. And this sex education is not sex education. It is actually educating them on the homosexual agenda. That's all it's edu- and, 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 and And when you study it out, it's, it's so terrible. They will not allow any traditional teaching on sex to be taught in it. There's no traditional teaching that as a man and a woman it can be whatever you want, and there's there's no uh, no emphasis on sexual identity. If you're a girl, you're a girl, and you're a guy, you're a guy. All of that is changed, and they even oh, we're talking preschoolers here. They're they're even teaching the kids how to put condoms on dolls. That's what's in our school system because the church. Sat back on their duff and they wouldn't vote and they wouldn't use their authority and they wouldn't use their power and they wouldn't stand up for God. And now we got to deal with that with our kids. We got to wake up church because our authority will either bind the devil or we're going to let him run over us in Washington, run over us in America. We got to rise up and stand up for what is right in God and not retreat. It's very, very important that we see this. Did you know that in uh, in Virginia, they were the they actually passed or put a bill in office, and that bill said this. It said that if a baby is born and the mother decides to put it to death, she'll have the right to do that. Now, praise God, it was stopped but why did it even get that far I want to say this about abortion I can't have a baby I'm a guy but if I stood by and voted for someone that believed in abortion I would be an accessory to murder and I don't care what people think about this it is wrong to kill a newborn baby It is wrong to do it. And the church has been quiet. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want anyone to get all upset about. Get all upset you want. God's word doesn't change. He didn't create Adam and Steve. He created Adam and Eve. Say Amen. So I really believe that this lack of authority that... We're not displaying in our lives is really putting putting the church under bondage. Because we won't stand up for what's right. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to get anybody upset. And anything that means resistance from people that don't agree with us, we won't use our authority. It doesn't do any good to use your authority in prayer if you don't put some action to it. You can pray until you're blue in the face. Until you get up and do something with what you prayed about, nothing's gonna change. What we gotta do as a church is begin to act on what we believe and be bold about it. Hey, somebody asked you about it, be bold about it. I was told while I was getting my hair cut, oh, Pastor, don't talk about that. We have some people in here that won't like what you're saying. I said, forget about it. I'm gonna just, I, come, don't give me that junk i will tell you exactly what i think and i'm not going to quiet down i got to listen to their trash they can hear to my blessings praise god we got to stand up quit being intimidated by a bunch of whatever's (laughs) anyway i'm a little bit worked up about this as you can see right now because i i want I, i believe america needs to be strong in what it was built on it was built on jesus And let me just say this, that I think the American church has no idea what persecution is. They think persecution is is going to a church that's not seeker-sensitive. Going to a church where maybe the heat's not right. No, persecution is when people resist you. Even with the law, that's what the mystery of lawlessness is when laws get passed that are total think about it. we have a law that says that is legal to kill a baby after nine months and yet that same law says you can't kill a whale it's crazy we treat animals better than we do people it's called the mystery Of lawlessness but what you need to know is that whenever you stand on the word and preach the word and you stand strong and you don't cow down from other people's opinion or whatever you're going to get resistance and I'll give you some examples in scripture Daniel chapter 6 is a great story about Daniel Daniel's in a situation where he's with four other young men and they are taken into captivity and they're grooming them for Babylon and his people have been put in chains, whatever. So they take some young people, say, we're gonna, you know, make them into something, whatever. So Daniel excels along with his buddies. But the problem is, the people he's with, the leadership gets jealous. And so they decide one day: here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna come up with a plan where we can get rid of Daniel. And so they know under Persian law that if a king makes a decree, you can't change it after he makes it. Can't change it. It's forever until you change it, you know, with a different degree or whatever, a decree. And so they get the, the, the king to do this. Make a decree throughout the, the land that you can't pray to any god for a month and you, you can't ask anyone for anything for a month if you do you'll be thrown in the lion's den now here's what Daniel does it's a lot like what they've been decreeing in America today oh we just, just shut down the church for a month just shut us down for two months shut us down for three months shut down, shut down, shut down that's what they've said oh it's just temporary you know what Daniel did he got up and instead of praying with his windows shut he opened the windows and prayed not once a day three times a day most of us would have found a closet to hide in and prayed he didn't do that he was bold about it he said he has a right to to pray to God, and he's not going to let any man mess him up on that right to pray. It mess him up that. Come on, church, and what do they do? They throw him in the lions den, and the lions are not hungry. The king is blown away and he's so upset because those other men tricked him into doing this thing that he throws them in the lion den amen and that's exactly what's going to happen in America today those that are trying to sabotage the church are going to get thrown in the lion's den that they tried to throw us into and God is going to reign in spite of the unbelief in spite of the threats in spite of the fear in spite of all of that he's going to reign Because the church just has that power, whatever. Another story that I love was Meshach, Abednego, and Shadrach, who they were told by the state, you can only worship this idol. And when the when the horn blows you, better respond to it, or we're gonna throw you in the fire of furnace and they said king listen we believe God can deliver us but we will not bow down to that thing I don't care how many people are bowing down to it I don't care how socially accepted it is we will not do it and what did the king do he threw them in the fiery furnace seven times hotter and the only thing that happened was the ropes burned off and they came out but they saw that fourth man in there and and, and the king totally after he saw that he made it a state religion to believe in the God that they believed in there's power in the gospel of Christ but that was some of the persecution in the old testament but but what about the new testament how about the persecution that the apostles received after they healed the man that was born blind they said silver and gold are we none in other words we didn't bring our wallet with us but what we do have is the name of Jesus and they said in the name of Jesus rise above and and he was healed supernaturally and the religious leaders got so upset about it they brought him before their supreme court and threatened them and said listen we're going to let you go but we don't want you ever to preach this again we don't want you ever to use the name of Jesus again you can go but just stop preaching or just stop singing in church and he wouldn't do it they went back out and they started to preach revival began to break out again and again and then the religious leaders got so worked up about it they took uh, the apostles and they arrested him again and put him in a common jail. Not not a not the royalty jail, but the common jail, which means it's bad. And you know what happened that night? An angel came in and took him out of the jail. And the next day when the when the religious leaders wanted to 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 deal with them, they, the there was guards in front of the the jail and the jail was locked but they went inside and they were gone and they said well wait a minute I just heard they're preaching in public in the square right now why they weren't scared they weren't afraid they believed that God's word needed to be preached they didn't care about what the law said they cared about what God said and they oh hallelujah and they were brought before the the religious leaders again and they made this statement put it on the screen last verse please but Peter and the other apostles answered and said we ought to obey God rather than men hallelujah I said hallelujah Jesus we need to be bold when it comes to our authority that doesn't mean that we are law breakers We are to obey the laws that are in our land. But when they start telling us not to do what God Jesus says to do, we need to say, forget it. We're going to obey God rather than that. Amen. Amen. They tell us the speed limit is 35 miles an hour. Go 35 miles an hour. But when they start telling you you can't pray and you can't sing and you can't worship, we need to say, no, the Bible says that we are together together. Come on, say amen in the name of Jesus we are to worship God we are to pray we are to seek God we're not going to be controlled by some ungodly person that is trying to stop the move of God in the church and stop what God man I'm telling you there's fire in this message because there's authority in the name of Jesus. authority and you know when I think about this and I preach about it 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 really works me up because I've never been in a culture when I grew up that there was persecution. Get a few people get upset if you tell them about Jesus, their lifestyle's wrong. But now it's changing. It's changing. Now you get fired on your job, now they target you. That's because the church has been laying down on our authority. This country was founded on, on Christianity. It was founded on values. It was founded on a moral compass. And we can't cast it away. There's been thousands and thousands of lives that have been lost to give us our freedom. And I'll be Whatever I will not allow the devil to steal from my family, steal from my church, steal from this community. We need to rise up, church, and we need to be that voice, and we need to be that action that we do what God wants us to do for his will. Hallelujah. Give God praise, everybody. So there's an authority of the believer that we use in prayer, but it's also an authority we use when we're in the community, and everything else because we've been saved we have a moral compass we have God's direction we know what works and some of you wonder what we're going to do about this thing with our kids we're working on a plan right now to be able to help our kids through this education system that has went so south but I, I'm, really com- I'm committed to this thing because I believe that God wants the church to rise up in the day that we're in Let's quit being quiet and start sharing our faith. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River app, and our website at theriver.church. We're the River, and we're doing life together.